You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Now. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his penis. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> what do we have for the fans? They've been waiting with bated breath for your insane, completely nonsensical Terrence Pilastri theories. Now it's time to unload it upon them. It's been months. Just don't hold back. I'm sure everyone is hoping that you don't hold back with whatever um, ridiculousness is about to escape your lips. I wouldn't call it ridiculousness. <laughs> it's just... It's about what season three is not going to be, how it's not going to be flashbacks, how it's not going to be tales oh, okay. of being reunited with long lost family members. I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah. Um, we're we're moving ahead. If um if there's anybody big major from the current or existing cast that may not see too many episodes this season, it would be someone we tried to kill off in series one. Magically pop back alive in series two and lie to Villanelle's face. I just face. killed a fly mid-flight. Oh, I'm sorry. Just had to share my accomplishment. But no, please but, continue. And it was one swat. It was, it was one, one swat, swat, you shot. guys. Anyway, Miss Andre. Anyway, please, please continue. And, um, it's, it's someone who sold out his best asset for the whereabouts of his family by the end of series two. And then that's the only person I would I would even try. Are you that. talking about Constantine? Yeah. That little bitch. That's, that's I mean, I love me some Constantine, but he was a little bitch. I mean, as, as connected season. as he is, as as uh, thorough of a contact list he may possess uh, from his dealings with different trades, different tiers of positions of power, wherever he may be double or triple playing. It may be just his time to get cashed in. I don't Ooh, know. Ooh, are you predicting a Constantine death? Uh, yes. Wild, wild. Okay, so I feel like in our last postseason snack bite, we said something about predicting wild shit or people who are going to die. And I know at that time, I was just like flailing about, about wanting Nico out the paint because I can't stand his ass or his mustache. But um, lately I've been musing on a new person that could die this season, potentially, or be really, really horrifically harmed and be up in the throes of what's happening Missing and my person appendage? is carolyn now my person is carolyn carolyn martins so do you want her to have like an eye patch or <laughs> what the fuck you, you, you said mean, why would i what what is that even what if she's not to die she's to be terribly maimed okay but constantine didn't die i didn't did i say maimed oh. i literally said oh. to die or get really close or be caught up in the air like oh. how villanelle's been in the air Got season it. one, Eve is in the air. Season two, Got someone it. else is going to be in the air. Season three, I do not think it will be Villanelle or Eve because who wants to repeat that for a third time? So that being said, if there's someone who might be in danger for me who isn't Villanelle and isn't Eve but is just as important to the show, I'm going to go with Carolyn Martins. And considering how that. she's pissing people off and there's a new dame in the show, there's there's all kinds of reasons to think that there could be another bitch, another um, misandrist who's running some agency who maybe has smoke for Carolyn and is like, I'm going to replace you. I, can I don't know. I that a little. Well, well if you're going for Constantine, I'm, I'm saying, I have to I go think to Carolyn. Well, I don't have to go to Constantine. No, no, I, know. I prefer to go to, to Carolyn because I really feel like she is super sinister. And that's not to say that people would effectively kill Carolyn, but I do think that it would be unrealistic 
for Villanelle not to at least try very hard. And given what we've seen, she's in the midst mm -hmm. of getting something from Carolyn. Information and possibly like violence, blood, for whatever reason she has that boo-boo on her eyebrow. What I like about the tier of game of information that Carolyn is playing, she can give you whatever she wants in any moment and it will change almost immediately. Because, can get because that's what happens People when you are an OG. That's right. what happens when you're an OG. Carolyn's an OG. And both Eve and Villanelle have been playing Carolyn. I really thought Villanelle had the right idea when she was like, oh, you're the real boss. But then she fucked herself up at the end, pretending yeah. like she didn't know Carolyn was Carolyn. So, and are we going to ever address that meeting in that Russian prison? Is that ever going to come up? Is it going to come up this season? Uh, Apparently there's not. There's like a short list of what the fuck? <laughs> Where are we going to get the answers on that list? Number one. <laughs> Top number one <laughs> is Forrest of Dean. Forrest of Dean. I am asleep. X Files music. <laughs> the truth is the out truth there. The truth is out okay. there. Okay. Number two is what the fuck you just said because it is massively important. What the fuck did Carolyn say to Villanelle in that goddamn prison? What was the conversation? What was had? Will Villanelle revisit that conversation when she holds Carolyn up at gunpoint? What was the significance of motherfucking Nadia? And writing Peel's name on the paper. Right. Why did Nadia know about Peel? Why did she know this was information to give to MI6, to Eve, to Carolyn? Why? Why will we get those questions answered? And again, when will Eve find out that Villanelle was sending her notes? When will this happen? When will she find out that Villanelle was stalking her husband? Will she care? Actually, she doesn't. <laughs> because as she told Nico, she was like, damn, I've been, I've been fucking with you for weeks. And really, your wife doesn't give a fuck about you. So, well... At least there's that. There's some that's there's that to make my heart warm and tingly inside, knowing that Eve doesn't give a solitary fuck about any intel to do with Nico, which is why potentially what you said could happen was that Nico is decomposing in yeah, the in the no locker and no one cares about Nico. Okay, so remember how we were talking about the funeral thing, right? So, okay, so is it Eve's fake funeral? Is it Gemma's funeral? Which who's going to that? Why do we care? Or is it Nico's? <laughs> Right. Hey. Um, hey. I think on the last postseason, um, we thought because uh, this boy came from money that it could be uh, Hugo's. No, bitch. I feel like that was you. Oh, wait, was it me? Maybe it was me. I I, I don't remember. But I feel like I thought Hugo was too unimportant. I could to see that. warrant like a funeral, just passage of time or just a little montage. Is it I just his it. baby? No. What the <laughs> I feel like Hugo's insignificant. So, because in that sense, Gemma is more significant of a character to give a funeral to than Hugo, because at the very least, it brings something together. It'll We'll see Nico, potentially we'll see other weird things happening, but yeah, I don't... Um, have you changed your thought of who the funeral thing is around? Since we have other intel that says, oh, they're shooting by the cemetery. They're doing these other things that indicate, yeah, some sort of death, some sort of something to do with that is relevant in one of these early episodes. Well, we've only had one instance of seeing Carolyn's hotation coroner where a body was examined posthumously to lead to someone saying... Are you talking about oh, Julia? Yeah. Julia the Mort... Right. The when, when, the mortician, what does that got to do with the... Because that was Peel's father where we, they found out that there was foul play in his death. But that's just one of them hoes that Carolyn be fucking. No, Carolyn's yes. a boss, so she probably, like, you know, she's got hoes in different ports. Like, whatever mm. hospital or morgue or thing she goes to, it's that bitch over there. They're like, hey, Miss Martins. That, I'm fully, that's me. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Until they dissuade it, I say Carolyn has hoes no, everywhere. Just everywhere. And where she's at, that's where she's gonna play that day. But, um... <laughs> So, no, it. it could be just a bunch of people after the Peel Fortune 
since it's going to go to the sister, unless the she... fortune or the technology, because uh, money, that too. the money's probably locked down for a sister legally. Yeah. So but if the she's already though, somewhere considered unstable, it might wow, not be. Wow, you have, you have pushed her to the unstable I, part. I have. I think she's she as stable as mom? she's ever been. Okay. She's the most stable she's ever been. Her creepy brother's gone. I mean, that too. But we don't know how people treat her. She's a woman who will now be considered landed and heavily asseted. Okay, you're, so, you're, yes, you're, you're trending yes, towards you that, Mr. You when know. you have to remember you know. the fact that money makes the world go round, especially in these modern times, that to me, the last restriction on her was her brother because he was the head of the company. He obviously was the executor of all the major financial stuff because he was basically like, you can't do this. I'm not going to pay for you to go here unless you do what I say. So now that he's gone but and she got the shit, she's going, she could turn up. How she turn fucked up, up would she it be? She should call Billy. Billy, Billy, Aaron's dead. <laughs> right. And then I was going to be like, hi, girl, I know. I mean, oh, what? He's dead? <laughs> really? But how fucked up would it be if um, Aaron were to leave uh, an extensive uh, set of restrictions if he were to die, there's no way he could enforce that. I mean, there are ways. <laughs> there are ways he could try to enforce her getting pieces of her money by achievable goals. I just don't see why he would do that when he was so condescending of his sister. Because the only thing I can see where people try to do that is like education and marriage, where you can, okay, well, let's follow these things and then you get this money. But he already said his sister, he thought his sister was a doof. And um, he's a jackass. So I don't think that he would even be like, here, sister, once you marry a man or get this collegiate, post-collegiate education, you can have this money. I don't, I don't see it. I see him as not seeing himself die. That he would have okay. had, like, the stuff, but his ego and his narcissism would preclude him from actually thinking that he could go down. So maybe actually works out in Amber's defense or Amber's benefit because he wasn't fully prepared to uh, die. And everything is hers. And she can do what she wants. And, um... I, I hope she 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 turns up all the way. Me too. Turn into yes. Fire everybody. It, right. Tap into walk the, into the building and yes. say everybody's fire. And they say you can't do that. She's like, but I just did, bitch. I just I just did. Are you okay? Do you want kombucha? No, I want you gone. I want you fired. <laughs> I want you out. You're out of here. Okay. I'm I'm changing this company. We're going in a whole new direction. Whole new direction. What direction is that? I'm not sure. It could be just just spreading lovely dog pictures. I don't know, but I'm taking part of this company because his company's nefarious and certainly someone else will rise. And just the fact that Peel is dead means someone else is rising right now to right, take his place. So for power. let Amber just yep. get her money and go to the beach. She's been stressed out for a long time. She just needs to like, you know, stay clean. And I think now that her brother's dead, she has a great shot at not going like just relapsing back into her addiction. But you don't think they'll send an agent looking to woo this woman who now has all this wealth actually i think a number of people would send a number of people right. to try and woo this woman out of her wealth right. and which is why i say miss Andre and uh sapphic love will save her because that that's way at hope. least she'll be kept away from the trash men that's yeah. the hope i was kind of wondering if she had a crush on billy when I that was, was happening that but too. we never got any when exploration she of that. saw her brother get swatted with that philosophy book she, she was turned on she really was her petticoat <laughs> <laughs> she was like oh Ooh, Villanelle. Girl, I didn't. Oof, what's this? Am I on the spectrum? <laughs> no, really, no. Who wouldn't see that? Like, I just think in general, if I were just like in the streets, I wouldn't even need context. Like, I wouldn't even need to know that the dude was doing something horrible if I saw a woman just like knock a dude out. With a book? With a book. <laughs> With a book. I just, uh, I would get my entire life. So I don't see why little baby peel. Shouldn't also have a little a little Billy if she can get her a little Billy. I mean, she can get one of those uh, sympathetic those sympathetic bangs that Villanelle be handing out when she's thinking about Eve. 
So why can't why can't she be a, benef- a beneficiary of that? I mean, I'm I'm with you here. Oh, good, good. Yes. We agree. I am with you here. <laughs> a girl can help. I'd like to hire dream. you, Billy, as my bodyguard. <laughs> Will you guard my body? Obviously, you're trying to tell dirty jokes. Right I mean, now. hey. Uh, I guess my only other music that I would have would be the spot-on cameo for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And maybe one episode. And maybe two. Remember when people were theorizing she was going to show up to get to get got and it was really just them rehashing something she already said about wanting to get killed by Villanelle because who wouldn't want to get killed by Villanelle and I agree who doesn't want to get choked out by Jodie Comer just a little so we don't think she's ever going to show up because there's not been any clues actually that she is and she seems very busy very employed by multiple people who want her skills so that could be weird and difficult and perhaps we would have had a leak if she was on the set this past season three but I don't know I like that musing of a Phoebe Waller Bridge camoing like a Stan Lee in her own damn show, just like to be murdered. I mean, even if she doesn't die and she just shows up somewhere, like pretending to be a narcotics uh, recovering person, just like in the series two first episode where it's like, series I know two. what you've been going through. I know what you're thinking. And I just want <laughs> you to know that I'm, I want you to consider me a friend. And he was like, what the Fuck you, <laughs> how, how, how could you know? And then she's like, "Oh yeah, you know." She's I like, "Bitch, you looking like an addict, girl." And she's like, "You know what? I am addicted to something, but it's not mm. narcotics. Right. <laughs> not in the traditional sense, because I would say her addiction to Villanelle is as dangerous as an addiction to narcotics." Oh yeah. All right. So we moving on to my um, groceries. I or, love as an analyst of work. Are we moving on to my music. ridiculousness? I mean, it's not even plural. It's, I don't it's, think it's one ridiculous. central. Thanks. I like that you're always supporting my behavior. Uh, I think they call that not peer pressure, but what is the other thing when you co-sign ridiculous behavior? Uh, like an enabler? Yes! You are my clown makeup enabler and also my ridiculousness enabler, and I so appreciate it. All right, you guys. Look, I have hinted at this. I have tweeted about it. I mentioned earlier that I had several breakdowns on Tumblr about it. And this has to do with my desires. My desires for season three development of Eve Palastri. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So here's where here's where it all kind of hinges for me. So you guys remember the season finale of season two? Surely you remember that part. We A lot of things went down. We had murder baptisms and shared O's with splattering blood and all this stuff. And then at the end, we got an extra thing <clears throat> that ended in a pretty big couple fight and someone got shot at the end. And granted, Eve kind of asked for that bullet the way she was wilding out and turning her back on Villanelle. But let us just rewind. Let us rewind to a very specific part of the conversation. And this is the part of the conversation that I focused on during my um, early fall breakdown, existential crises, freak out, and uh, rabbit hole that I went down, sapphic rabbit hole I went down for Villeneuve and what I wanted. And so someone had, I was basically looking for gifts of the scene when they are toe-to-toe to each other. And Villanelle has revealed that horrible itty bitty gun that she had. And he was like, oh, great. This is a perfect excuse for me to turn up and be ridiculous because I see that you have a gun. So can we just talk about, please, the 
top energy, the aggressive energy that Eve exudes in a moment. And all credit, full credit, tons of credit. Again, season three Emmy for Sandra Oh, because her ability to microact, to do these nuanced right. levels of acting, it matches Jodie Comer. And they would not be able to have this excellent tango that they do together as characters and thespians where they can play off each other if they both did not have this incredible fucking range to show us many things, multiple things, multifaceted things, just within like a five second window. In this scene at the ruins, you know, we finally get to the point that it starts to really ramp up and it's after Eve sees the gun and she kind of has this click moment where she's like, oh, okay. Oh, I see. And she feels like she's getting this realization moment. And I think part of the reason she pulls so so intensely to that is because literally just prior she was in such a state of confusion and that type of confusion is especially for a mind like Eve Palastri I think is very unsettling she's a very smart person seems to be very organized and as we saw from the minute as she walked out of the thing out of the hotel she was a hot mess she was like help me hold my hand I don't know what's going on I don't even think I can hear properly let alone see properly and the minute she sees the gun it's like all of a sudden her brain can make sense of everything again like oh it's not my fault oh it's not really dark Eve oh it's Evelyn of course she's the evil one and so immediately she flips into the shit but she starts wilding a little bit and we see Sandra O oh oscillate very quickly to like three to four very specific emotions in my opinion and it sort of starts just before the line where she's like you want me to be scared because in that moment she goes like literally from showing us scared to anger like she's transitioning from I'm scared to I'm angry because like you want me to be scared I feel like I'm here but now that I'm realizing that I think you want me to be scared I'm getting to be angry and I don't fucking like that shit and then what's the next line she says to Villanelle she says but I'm like you now I'm not afraid of anything and the delivery. Here, here. First of all, I was like, okay, you look a little too aroused, Sandra O. Oh. A little too excited for what you're saying to Eve, but also look at the confidence. So you, Sandra O oh deserves awards just for that fucking delivery because I'm still shook off of it. I mean, let's let's look at the gif. Look at that. Look at what's happening. There it is. That's right. Exactly. Go for the lips. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's like that meme, just kiss. We pushed the heads together, but... That time was fraught with emotion. <laughs> but she's up in her face and she's confident. But I'm like, you know, I'm not afraid of anything. Now this is, this is the crux of Dark Eve. This scene right here, because in this moment, in this moment, I really feel like this is the most honest Eve has ever been. Like, except for those fleeting moments where she's talking about murder and shit and shit. And Nico's like, what, what'd you just say? It's right here. But I'm like, you know, I'm not afraid of anything. And it's like, girl, Here's the thing, in my opinion, is that you've realized you're like Villanelle for a while now, actually. And that's part of the game. That's part of the intrigue. That's part of what's going on here. And what happens in this moment where she says, I'm not afraid of anything. She takes a step forward and she backs Villanelle the fuck up. Villanelle is taller. Villanelle is more experienced. Sandra O's a cute little thing. And still, she was like, I'm in your face. And with this actual energy that I'm projecting, I'm backing you the fuck up. And among the things that Eve is exuding in this motherfucking gift, outside of actual physical confidence and emotional confidence, she's projecting sexual confidence. Because if there's one thing that we know, I mean, all of you listeners to this podcast who are more than likely Villainy fans, everyone is keenly aware that this sexual tension that is so thick between Villanelle and Eve has been a relevant thing since the beginning of the show. And whether or not Eve Palastri has been as willing to admit it as definitely Villanelle has from her roleplay games that she's been playing season one is there. And Villanelle has been trying to get Eve to be like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get on the sapphic fest. I know you want to frisk me. <laughs> I know you want to watch, bitch. Come on, what are you doing? And Eve is like, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm still married. Like, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know. And so in the time that she's saying, like, I'm not afraid of anything, she actually pushes Villanelle back. Instead of Eve taking a step back, she takes a step forward. And Villanelle is the one responding to her aggressive, alpha, intense, top energy of like, whoa, you're pushing me back. I love it. I love it. Right. And so for my personal opinion, I don't know about how you feel, but I feel like Eve had never or has never exuded such obvious sexual confidence to Villanelle's face than like she did in this moment. Because otherwise we have very restricted sexual confidence, especially if we go back to season one. Villanelle has the upper hand the entire time. She has the upper hand in episode five. She has the upper hand in the final episode, certainly. I mean, well, up until she doesn't. (laughs) But Eve plays it as like, oh, I'm demure. Oh, I've never done this before. Like, you know, it's cheeky and seems kind of innocent until it's not. And then we get to season two. And of course, we have the door O's. <laughs> we have episode five. Force of date with the thigh, Villanelle's thigh, hashtag. But we have all this stuff. But either way, it's like Villanelle is putting Eve into that place of like, I'm unprepared. My undies are ruined yet again, you fucking hoe. And I'm just not prepared for what you're doing. And we never see her approach. We never see, look at the frisk, look at the frisk, look at the miss frisk opportunity we got. She's like, hey, you wanna fill me up? What's the point? (laughs) What do you mean, what's the point, Eve? Jeez. And so she's never been the one to push up or to be aggressive or to say this. She's just been receiving and constantly like, yes, okay, yes, I'll give you what you want. Yes, okay, put your thigh right there. Yes, okay, yes, I'll do this, but never aggressive. And in this moment where she is pissed off a of Villanelle and projecting a bit because she's like, this is what you want. And it's like, girl, <laughs> um, no this one what... said, you Thelma and Louise on the run. That's you? That was Like, Villanelle's her. actually being ridiculous, but I wanted to bake some cookies in Alaska. And I don't know what the fuck is up with that, but that's what she wants to do. And she wants, she wants to bake cookies and have sex. Right. And Netflix and chill. And you're like, now nah, I want to rob banks and kill people. And now oh, that's what you want. It's like, Eve, that's what you want. And so to have Sandra O oh deliver this, this confidence that she did excellently as a thespian and then oscillate really quickly to something else as the lines change, it gave me insight Woo! into what I wanted from Dark Eve. This version of Eve that pushes Villanelle back. This version of Eve that makes her falter and say, what? That's just like, okay, hold up. I wasn't prepared for this. This version that might be like, I'm ripping your shirt. I'm pushing you down on the bed. I'm telling you to get on your knees. I'm sorry, that's me writing fan fiction. Mm -mm. But at the same time, it's the energy. It's the energy. It's the energy that she is giving off in this motherfucking scene. This is the thing. And Villanelle was unprepared for it. And what's so great about this scene is that everybody's wrong and everybody's right. Right. In this same time that Eve is like, but I'm like you, I'm not afraid of anything. It's like, that's true. I believe you. I believe you were like Villanelle. I believe in this moment you aren't afraid of shit because you can't be to walk out and turn your back on Villanelle. Like, you can't be a scared hoe to turn your back on an assassin. That's that's cray-cray. That is is not what you do. That's not sane. You don't turn your back on Villanelle, but that's what she did. So I believe Eve when she was like, I'm not afraid. I don't give a fuck, bitch. I'm so mad that I will turn my back on you and take this gunshot because I'm so fucking mad. And this is what petty mad does. Jesus. Well, I mean, how else do you explain that shit? But at the same time, she wrong because Villanelle doesn't want her scared. I don't believe for a moment that Villanelle wants a scared Eve. I believe personally, and what has, I feel like has been informed by the evidence from the show, she wants the Eve that just backed her up. She wants the Eve that would top her in the bedroom. She wants the Eve 
that would ax Raymond with a smile on her face, right. not screaming. That's the Eve she fucking was. And when she was having her murder baptism, oh, when she was looking at Eve, ax Raymond, because she was thinking, imagine the next time we do this together. That's what I'm thinking. She's like, wow, this right. is great. This is better than I thought. And I just can't wait till we have our future of murders together. So this is what I mean about in this scene that everybody is wrong, but everybody is right. Because Eve is right and she's wrong and Villanelle's right and she's wrong when Villanelle's like, this is what you wanted. And Eve's like, this is what you wanted. I'm like, host, this is what y'all both wanted. What do we? Right. Where's, the, where's the narrator? The where's the narrator for Why y'all disagreeing with the, I'm just, what? Because of some little petty shit, one little petty thing goes wrong and all of a sudden it's like, let me just push all this off on this side thing here because now I don't have to claim responsibility for this intensity. And that's Eve. Where yeah. she's like, now I can push this all off here and I don't have to claim responsibility for these really intense, really dark, really kind of frightening when I meditate on it for a second and what's going on. And maybe it's that weird like idea of mortality where you're just sort of like, I don't know, I don't know. But perhaps, and this is what I'm hoping, Hoping that Villanelle bringing Eve right to the brink of death. Theoretically, maybe Eve does die and she's brought back after um, a flatline situation that happens to people all the time. So what does that do? For most people who have a near-death experience, myself included, it changes your outlook on yep. how you're going to live your life. So invariably, motherfuckers, Eve cannot come back the same way. Invariably, you motherfuckers would think she's going to be tight, tight back on her fucking MI5 tight bun bullshit. I don't think so. How can that be? How can that be? Just think about all the movies and all the shows and all the things and the real-life stories you've seen where people almost die, and then their immediate reaction is some fuck shit. They're living dangerously, they're doing things impulsively, and perhaps not using the same level of, of care and concern for their person that they might have beforehand because they're like, shit, all I got is one life, let me, let, me, let me maybe see. Of course, the other extreme can happen where you're just like, I'm not going anywhere or doing anything, but I really don't feel like that's gonna be Eve's response here. Ultimately, this, this plays down to my raunchy jokes, which is that Villanelle really wants to be a power bottom. I think that is in her deep reservoir. I think that I'm about to take it a little, a little farther, a little farther back. So, mm. <laughs> you know, if you think about psychological profiles for people who are into BDSM, so that is to say Dom versus sub, and you have a lot of personality types, at least for, I've had a couple friends who have been dominatrix and most of their clients have been men, unsurprisingly. And a number of them who are into this type of degrading behavior are men with an incredible amount of wealth and power, right? And so just if you, not to say that Villanelle is comparable to a man, just like psychologically, that if you're a person that holds a bunch of power and holds a bunch of control, right? And that's just usually where you are. That's Villanelle completely in power over most of her situations and definitely never afraid, usually. Just like when Raymond is like, I'm here to kill you, hell. She's like, I'm not afraid, I never get afraid. So, so, I feel like in the deep, dark psyche, but it's the thing that like, no presenting top is going to say, I'm actually a power bottom. Like you have to pull the power bottomness from what's there. And so I feel like that's Villanelle. And because she shows it every time, every time she shows the cheek up, the cheek up. Every single time, Eva's like, here, let me touch you for a second. Villanelle is a hot mess. And she's usually like, don't fucking touch me again because when you do, I get confused. And I don't, I don't, I don't like when you confuse me by touching my cheek. So I really feel like, because I'm getting to the point where I want to go for season three. She can only tap into her power bottomness with perfect love and perfect trust. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, right. What you said, what you said. And you know why what you said has relevance? Go back to season one, episode eight, when she was like, are you going to shoot me? And Villanelle put that goddamn gun down. 
She certainly could have got, she could have tried to smash. And I don't know that Eve would have objected with the gun in one hand. Like, well, this is how I do it. But she put it down. And then what happened? She promised that she wasn't going to kill Eve. She never promised that she wasn't going to shoot Eve. Right. She promised that she wouldn't kill Eve. And I think she's keeping to her promises. So, 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 so. We take in these ideas of a villanelle that desperately wants to be a power bottom, but is looking for that person. Definitely a woman who put her in that situation. Now we fast forward to what Candace wants for season three, episode five. <laughs> season three, episode five. So I've been thinking about this a lot, a lot, a lot. And we have in general because we're like, oh, my gosh, episode five of every season is always just like the thing. It's the thing. And Forrest the Dean. <laughs> what happened? The truth is out there. So, so I thought for quite some time that a parallel to the episode fives we've seen thus far would be fine, which is Villanelle showing up all Villanelle and shit, looking fly as hell and sending Eve into just like, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, would you like to frisk me? Ah, what's the point? <laughs> like Eve, Eve is just a mess. So for a while I was like, okay, I could be into this scenario again because I'm always into this scenario and the actresses always do such a fantastic job. But no, 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 motherfuckers, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. If you saw me going off on the Tumblr that one time, you know exactly how I changed my mind. And the way that I've changed my mind is this. I want Eve. Eve the version of her that stepped to Villanelle when she was like, I'm like you now. I'm not afraid of anything. That look, that face, that countenance, that energy, the same Eve that we see in the pictures, in the set pictures, is day drinking outside. She's day drinking outside. Okay, Eve Blastry, really? And she's smoking. So picture this with me, guys. Eve is in the beginning of the season. Villanelle's off somewhere, probably still in Southern Europe, spending money, highlighting her hair, trying to forget that she shot her woman. And Eve is in the doleful. She's, she's really sad. She's really like, oh, I don't know. Whoa. And thinking about marinating, meditating on all the things that got fucked up and how she could have been in Alaska. So, 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 let's say, just by some happenstance, I don't really know how it goes down, that Eve gets wind of Villanelle's location. And it's Eve that decides to jaunt on over Uh. to Villanelle's crib, wherever the fuck that is. Uh. Revisiting the season one scenario of Eve showing up, right? But she's got this energy. She's got that I'm stepping into your face energy because literally Villanelle has never seen her like that except for the one time. And like I said, I think she'll be a bit intimidated and turned on. At the same time, she's like, oh, what's this? Intimidated, turned on, at the same time, maybe a little turned off, depending how nah, much I don't, think, I don't think she can be turned off by that. how much Eve Palastri smells like cigarette smoke. Okay. I will say to you, see, this is getting back to my fantasy. I, I think that the Eve energy would be too strong for her to be that offended. Like, if anything, she'd be like that thing we read about Ann Lister in her diaries where she, like, oh, wrote right, in her right. diaries mm-hmm. that, the, that the smell of the room was not good. Right. But she didn't tell the girl. So right. I think that's potentially villain out. Got it. Where she's like, oh, I would prefer not to have this, but everything else you're giving me is right. so... This is I a just, win. I, I've right. literally been waiting for this and finally you're being aggressive because that's what we've been waiting for as fans. Eve has never been aggressive. She's rarely aggressive. The most aggressive we saw was her kind of with Raymond, but she's always just kind of like teetering on the thing where you know she wants it. She's aggressive when it comes to following Villanelle, but then she gets there and it's like... Eh. What, what happened? So this is what the fuck I'm talking about. When Eve shows up at Villanelle's door, Villanelle's flat, whatever that is, I need her to be on that energy. Cigarette in mouth, okay? Like you say, oh, Villanelle's like cigarettes. Exactly. I would like for Eve to be holding a drink, a cigarette, and a gun. <laughs> and a gun! Okay? I want Villanelle to open the door looking fly as fucking Eve does not. Eve is like, I mean, 
to be fair, Sandra Oh always looks great. But you know what I mean? Where right. the hair is looking fantastic because the yes. hair has to look fantastic. But everything else shows that Eve is out of source. She is not working for a fucking gainful employer. She is not together. In fact, her life is apart and all she has is a cigarette, just drinking his gun. And now she is heading to Villanelle's place to be like, bitch, I'm here. We need to talk. And Villanelle's like, oh, I'm not really sure how to predict this scene because I've never seen this version of you and I'm not quite sure how to work with this version of you. But this version of you has destroyed my petticoats. Mm -hmm. Well, I am moved and impressed, Miss Palashi. That's right. And how you came to my door. Like, I want her to almost ask the question, are you going, did you come all this way to kill me? Or something like that. Listen, they're both apex predators. Okay, they both are. And what happens when you put two predators in a room together? One must yield. One of them has to yield. One of them has to take control. That is the nature of putting two predators together, Terrence. So who do you think is going to take control? Do you really think Susan will have Villanelle taking control again for the third time? Do you really think that's the trajectory these writers want? Do you think? I'm saying I think no. I'm banging, I'm yelling, I'm screaming, but that's just how I feel about this, is that I just feel like creatively, realistically, with what we've seen, it doesn't make sense to me to rehash certain things when everything about Eve has to be different. Eve is shot. Eve was left to bleed out. Like, Eve is different, and everything should be different in that sense. The way she comes at Villanelle should be different. I just feel like if you shoot your girlfriend and she comes back, like, she has, she got to have energy for you, right? Like, she got to have energy. She got to have energy. So something has to burn the force of all of that energy so this leads me to my question is Villanelle alone at home yes oh wait a minute (laughs) Ah, right Uh, right right is anybody here (laughs) right okay you bring up a very good question okay so let's indulge that for a second would you prefer for someone to be there or not uh their meetup has to be between the two of them maybe the a person coming in to intrude will be interrupting at the latter end, which is where one of them has to hurry and make an exit. Anyone else here? <laughs> <laughs> they might get shot. No, I, I, I like your I like your assertion or your idea just because it means that we would get a, a more pissed off jaunty Eve. Yes. Like jealousy. And Villanelle loves jealousy, but she might be like, ooh, I like this. But like at the flat where she was like, I like this, but... <laughs> There's some things I don't like about this because it's not working to my favor. So I actually wouldn't mind if Eve popped over with her gun and her cigarette and her booze and Villanelle had company and then she was even more upset. And, and bonus points, if Eve intimidated the person leaving like she tried to do Gemma because she was halfway ineffectual with Gemma because she was still like cute little Eve. But post gunshot Eve? I don't know. I feel like she could scare somebody. Yeah. Like with a gun. She'd be like, this is my girlfriend's place. You need to get the fuck out. Because I fully believe that as soon as Villanelle sees Eve, she's going to do like she did Constantine. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, babe. Oh, I'm so glad to see you made it. You know? And he was like, what do you mean? What do you mean, ho? You tried to kill me. She's like, I didn't try to kill you. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead. I'm a professional, remember? If she didn't like Eve, I really believe Eve would have got a headshot just like her handler. Who was like, okay, here's the gun. She was like, poop. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> You're dead, buddy. Anyway, so what do you think about my scenario that I've set up so far? It's delicious. I like it. I just want to see Sandra O oh playing a really fucked up Eve. Like, and where we're seeing her so far, it makes me so happy. I'm like, she is working as a busker. She is day drinking. She's smoking. And there's not a sign of Nico. There's not a sign of Nico. So if there's anything that we know Eve Palastri needs, she needs a continuance of what was happening at the end of last season. Suddenly Nico was out the paint. She's calling Villanelle. She's leaving voicemails. Hey, boo, you there? Call me back. 
I, I just, if you don't call me back, I'll, I just want to know that you are in control of the situation. Otherwise, I think you'll you've end up murdered or something. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat anything. <laughs> That's not the sound oh, I was wow. looking for. But uh, relevant. Always. Appropriate. Always relevant. Thank you. For the... For the sex? The sex? Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I wonder if anyone is out there using a Villanelle monologue for their, like, Juilliard entry audition. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> for the sex? Yes. I would like to present my monologue from Emmy Award winner, Jodie Comer's turn as Villanelle. <laughs> and scene. Hi, it's Eve. Just send me a text uh, when you're finished. Just remember the thirst uh, that existed in these messages. Hey, Villanelle, just, okay just trying to check in, girl. How you doing? Just, you know, so I know. Just so I know. I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure you're fine. It's totally fine. Hello. Just, 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 uh, checking in. <laughs> One more time. I love that we hear that snicker at the end, which is a totally thrilled Villanelle. Mm-hmm. Laughing to herself that Eve is so very clearly head over heels and into her. Especially because we saint, we saint pictures offset of like people and stuff and whatever. And Villanelle, oh, she's over here shopping. She's looking fly. Oh, she's meeting this woman who looks like she's a new boss. Uh, another alternate potentially from Carolyn or the 12s version of Carolyn. We see all this fucking stuff. I want Villanelle to be on her bullshit someplace. Uh-huh. Maybe she's in Italy. Maybe she's in some other European country. And we know Eve, Eve is on her fuck shit. Because as we said that, you know, we got a picture of Eve and she is looking fucked up. Oh, yeah. She's making probably no money. I mean, hopefully her mortgage been done paid for. But it looks like she's slumming it. And it's like, okay, Eve is fucking going through it. So while Eve is going through it in busking pants, Villanelle is back on her shit shopping, buying fly fashions and potentially taking new jobs. And so what I want, guys, what I want, some version of this is for Eve to pop in on Villanelle. For Eve to be the one to find out where this hoe is at for episode five. And for her to be on that day drinking, smoking, chain smoking energy. Eve, you have keys to my apartment? <laughs> wow. I mean, oh, is this from when she was at the safe house? But yeah, but that's a Oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, wow, wow. But that's what I want. And I just, like, I've sort of done something in my head. And maybe if that doesn't happen this way, I'll just have to, like, write the fan fiction one way or the other to, like, just have it. But I see, like, Eve knocking on the door. Or bringing the bell, whatever the fuck. And Villanelle opens the door and immediately she's on that fucking turnt energy. I would prefer if she actually had booze in her hand, like we saw in the photo where she's out of fucks to give and she's like day drinking all the time, perhaps with a cigarette and also with a weapon, a weapon of her own. So she already has the upper hand for Villanelle because that's how it was when she was in Villanelle's flat. She was able to deliver her soliloquy and say that she thinks about it all the time because Villanelle, I mean, I think she wanted to listen, but she also had to listen because Eve was like, I got this gun. And even though she was like, Eve, do you know how to shoot, pull the trigger? She still had the gun, so she sat down and listened. So if we have Eve approaching Villanelle with a weapon, and especially given the fact that she did stabby stab a hoe, and she does know how to pull a trigger, Villanelle should have a, a decent amount of caution when dealing with Eve, especially given how they left things in Rome. Eve comes in and she's got the weapon and she's turnt and she's whatever. And of course, Villanelle's got to look amazing because when does she not sort of uh, fuck Eve up a little bit? But at the same time, to Eve to be like, listen, listen, bitch. <laughs> she's shaking a little knife in her face like, you ruined my life. Like you have taken everything from me and you've taken my husband. You've taken my job. You've taken my sanity, my stability. Like, who knows? I mean, do we think that Eve actually has anything left? 
after uh, her blood. She took a lot of her blood because she was bleeding the fuck out in Rome. And I don't even know what else could come of this scene because we don't know all the specific plot points that will be happening and what's happening with MI6 and what's Carolyn up to and what is the 12 up to? Are they trying to get both these bitches, one of these bitches? What's going on? We don't know. But I just know that I want Dark Eve, I want something about her edge to have increased and for Villanelle to see a different bitch. Not altogether a different bitch, but a stronger bitch, a bitch that's not as easily manipulated like she was by Villanelle because because that's what right. Eve didn't like. And frankly, I don't think that Eve really needs to be manipulated to do horrible shit. She just needs to be allowed to flourish. Right. And let, maybe let that's what Villanelle flex. needed to learn. Right, right. It was like, Villanelle, you didn't have to talk her into the stuff. The elements <laughs> are in place. Like, the, the trauma is there. She just, right. I mean, if she just taps into it, Dark Eve will rise on her own. Right. And I think, you know, we mused a lot about that in the postseason snack bites and stuff about what was wrong with their perceptions of the other which is why ultimately they couldn't run away together because they were confused. You know, Villanelle thinking Eve actually loves Shepard's pie and Eve having a miscommunication or a misconception of what Villanelle was and wanted. And because she saw that one deception, obvious deception from Villanelle with the gun, she suddenly was like, well, it's like she regressed back to where she was prior to episode seven, where she's like, is it all deception? Is it all just the game? Are you just like this empty reflection that's reflecting what I want to see, but what's not actually there or real and allowed herself to have the excuse of leaving. Like it was suddenly not her fault, which we said it was all uh, Eve's fault. Yeah. What the fuck she did. No yeah. one told you to go over here to do that, to steal that or do this or endanger this life or get this person killed. But that's what the fuck she did. And Villanelle doing one lie. Well, Villanelle lied more than once, but the obvious lie of the gun was like, oh, okay, great. Now I can push all this off me and blame it on someone else. And actually going back to it, going back to it, I take it back. I do not want her to go in like blaming Villanelle for her stuff lost, but maybe like a statement of fact. She's good for that. Yeah. Maybe something to do with the fact that of what Villanelle said before she shoots Eve. I thought you were different. And Eve is like, sorry to disappoint. I'm torn between wanting some sort of agitator for Eve to make her even further jealous. I don't think that anyone could come into the scene that would be actual competition for Eve where Villanelle's concerned. Right. But I do like jealous Eve because it forces her out of her comfort zone to like do stuff either rashly or speak plainly about what she wants. And that would be cool. But ultimately, I just need to see this aggressive version of Eve because this version of Eve, I think, would get a kiss. Ask for a kiss. Take a kiss. We know Villanelle been waiting to get a damn kiss for... So she's been right. waiting this entire time for Eve to turn up. And it's really, she's been waiting for Eve to get comfortable with it, for Eve to stop being in denial, for Eve to stop using some dude as proxy for her feelings for Villanelle. And so I just, I... Just, I need for Sandra O oh to re-give us that delicious mess that she was at the end of the season where Eve is off kilter. She's got nothing left to stabilize her, including her fucking husband. And now she's completely a wreck about Villanelle because she's had time to marinate on it. I mean, ideally, realistically, you get shot. Like, there's some recovery time, right? And in that recovery time where she's laying in a bed or whatever, she's thinking about it. She's thinking about everything that was said. Everything that was said in the last few minutes up until what Villanelle said. And even though she was able to turn her back for some fucking reason after Villanelle was like, I thought you were special. And again, we why, had, would you, why, yeah, why, would, right. why would you do that? Villanelle with a gun? Come on. That, that's going to bother her. And maybe, maybe she will feel some sort of impetus to show Villanelle why she is still special. Why she is potentially more special than some other integer that can come into the fray. I don't know what you think. I potentially feel like I'm 
screaming and talking in circles now, but no, no, no. I follow. Um, I want to think maybe she'll get scooped up. It should be in some sort of recovery room that someone's paying for. Who knows? Because you mean Eve? Eve without a job means oh, right. she don't have money to pay for medical treatment. <laughs> but then again, I'm thinking from American Yeah, costs, she's in the UK. She right, yeah. 35 pounds. <laughs> right. You said 35 pounds. <laughs> right, but pounds. seriously, though, it's not like America, man. She'd be good. She'd be all right. And then maybe she'll hallucinate that one of the nurses reminds her of someone in a wig that could be... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, applying or replacing the bandage over the scar and maybe just uh, caressing it a little too much. Maybe applying some sort of ointment, but like doing some kind of scar play where she really feels like that that nurse could potentially be Villanelle in disguise. And maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But maybe that's also when they push the dopamine or the morphine or whatever (laughs) she's got going on. So where she wants to yell, but she's falling back to sleep. Right. And then we get a title card. Not that that's how you should open the series. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, maybe you could. I'm Think just about it. saying. And for pretty much every interaction we've had for Villanelle and Eve, Villanelle has been the leader. Even though, which is absurd, season two, she was losing her shit in Amsterdam. Okay, she's choking hoes because she was so emotional over Eve. And then she shows up to Eve's place like, yeah, whatever. I'm chill. It's not even. <laughs> I was never crying. And so I just need, not just for diversity's sake in terms of scenes and just like mixing up what the show does and not revisiting the same ground over and over again, I just feel like it would be true character growth on Eve's part to show her level up in this way, in the way that she's already been leveling up because she leveled up at the end of season one, which is part of what we wanted. We wanted her to get over the murder hump. We wanted her to commit to, in some sense, to what she was feeling with Villanelle, which we got up until the gun shit. We got it where she was defending Villanelle and defending Villanelle's feelings for her to Carolyn. Like, bitch, you don't know. Just like Villanelle was defending her shit to Constantine. Like, bitch, you don't know. I'm going to get Eve. And Eve was like, I'm going to get Villanelle. And that's what we doing because obviously this is what we're doing. And it wasn't until the inter intercommunal deception was revealed that it was like, OK, actually, I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. And Villanelle was like, this is extreme. This is really extreme. We have been, you know, playing our games and having fun for a long time now. Like, what do you mean? Okay, so yeah, I had this little bitty gun, but <laughs> does that have to negate everything that we went through together? God. And because Eve is melodramatic, she's like, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay, what were we going to say? Oh, no. I'm just um, rewriting series three, episode one. <laughs> and because then after the title card, we get Martin in the room and he's doing another profile on Eve Palastri. Just to kinda, so, so you say MI6 got this bitch. I, they say I'm not him? saying that. Martin could be coming of his own volition and not because Carolyn sent him. Oh, well, that's because Martin actually wants to do no harm. Like I've been saying, he's a good doctor. I, I, I like what you're saying there. Plausible. Okay, so in your season three rewrite, do you see Nico at the hospital or do you see Nico in the storage? Nico is still <laughs> in the storage until he is freed oh, and or I agree. Agreed. If we pick up the series, Black Guy want us to, which is immediately after the results. I mean, we've discussed the whole time jump thing. Or have we? I don't know. It's been so many months. But we've discussed the possibility, at least amongst ourselves, that we don't know what it's going to be. Is it going to be a time jump? That says this is three months later and Eve is mostly recovered and now she's in her life doing this and maybe we figure out what happened through flashbacks or is it like how it was for season two where it's a number of minutes or seconds after it and now we are seeing what is happening. So I don't I don't know. I think all of that will definitely determine how the show goes forward with Villanelle because how much time does she actually have to try to pretend like she doesn't care about Eve? Because if it's just a week, that bitch... <laughs> 
She's a mess. It's done. It's lost. And I I'm fully expect her. your hand done. I'm over her. I don't ever want to think about her again. Oh, I miss her. <laughs> I think about her fondly and often and terribly. I, do I hate you so much. Her. Kiss me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. No, really, that is Villanelle's energy. That is absolutely Villanelle's energy. And so I just, I, I just want Dark Eve to rise so intensely. I want her to kill and like it. And I want her and Eve to kill together and like it, like Raymond, but like better, like more solid and on footing. And even if, no, let me say that. Let me say that. I'm not even going to say that ridiculous prediction. But that's what I want. I want Dark Eve and I want submissive Villanelle to Eve. Which is wild because I've been campaigning, like you said, Eve on her knees, Villanelle, and I still want that. But we could have, we could have switch. They could be switches. They could someone on their knees I mean, Monday, someone else on their knees it. Tuesday. Right. I'm not gonna. Why knock not? It. Why not? Why not? But that's what I want because I really do feel like that's the innermost desire of Villanelle. The innermost desire is for her to submit to someone. And again, because for a person like Villanelle, it would be exceedingly rare. That's probably what would make it such a. A turn on if she allowed it with the right person, which in my personal opinion, the right person is Eve. What if she spends all of episode one firstly escaping from the hospital and then um hiding in these like rundown areas of Korean town where she could blend uh, in, right, right? Where she's afraid that someone will recognize her for the her involvement in the murder of Raymond. And then she finds out at the end of the episode, oh, there were cleaners that took care of all that. Like, like she just thought that she would be haunted oh, right. for these crimes that she committed. But cleaners cleaned Cleaner, everything up. Right? Cleaners from the uh, MI6? Sure. <laughs> it could be those cleaners. I guess it could be the 12. Well, I mean, that's that's sort of what we're up in the air about. And we know there's been tons of new castings. And I would have to assume at this point in time, given how limited we've been for MI6, that most of those new castings are going to have to do with the 12. Or unknown organization because they, I feel like they're going to come out of the shadows. That's one of my predictions. I guess it works with amusing, but I feel like they're going to come out the shadows and have shit to say. Right. Because they're going to be like, what the fuck just happened here? We did get the weapon. We did get Peel. We lost Raymond. We lost Villanelle. Our best fucking assassin who she was problematic but also the best and this bitch eve what what the fuck is going on send paul which is the name of the yeah, actor from harlots no, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that's not his real name but every time i see him I'm just like paul paul r.i.p to harlots but anyway so yeah those those are my those are my general dark eve thoughts I, for the most part like i just want it to rise i want her to be a mess i want her to be a complete total mess and a wreck over villain i want her to be cursing villanelle's name but like in that way where she's like i still really want you villanelle while she's busking and smoking and she's like what's going on with my life? and that would be a great <laughs> scene for a few people at british to enter in where she could be like um, oh my I god actually it asked for some sugar to go with this uh <laughs> or like, like whatever bitch whatever right Right. Just like, Whatever. Someone needs an orgasm. Like, I could just... <laughs> <laughs> she really does. And just... one that is not aided by a knob. Please, God. Eve, can you learn how to masturbate? I'm pretty sure that was on my wants for, like, season three. Eve learning how to masturbate alone. It, right? right? Um, if... I mean, it's a simple request. It's not... I don't think it's, you know, massive, massive plot switches or, or twists don't have to happen for Eve to figure out how to masturbate. She just has to Google. Uh, she uses Bing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's no, you bang. said that already. That's right. She does she use Bing. Yeah. But she was checking up on Gabrielle. Or actually, she was checking up on her girl and just ran into Gabrielle and didn't give a fuck right. that a child was dead. She was like, my girlfriend's alive. Yay. But infanticides. That's so It's so mean. I'm pregnant, Eve. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jess, whatever. Okay, so so that that's my major musing. You heard it. You know what it is. It is Dark Eve, Eve a mess. Eve completely blunt about her feelings and her anger. 
for what Villanelle did in the same way that Villanelle had anger, but it also led to this contortion of emotion where it's like, I'm even more intensely bonded to you because this has happened, even though every other rational person in the world is like, bitches, <laughs> bitches, maybe y'all should stay away from each other. Not even Villanelle, they're like, violence, bring us closer together. And we know the schmang, I'm not even gonna, as we build up to season three and we finally get some images and stuff, I'm sure it will be completely and entirely out of control in the studio. I don't even know what to tell y'all to expect. <laughs> I don't know, but I just know when that first trailer comes out. I mean, we'll probably do it within the first two days, even if it's completely disorganized and it's just like, <gasps> Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, that's we'll exactly be doing right. that. We'll be doing that. So yeah, that's my thing. Do you like my musing? It's um, it's not as it's, organized as it has been, but tasty. given like the booze, Sorry, I can't be blamed. Great. Yeah, I'll may, revisit it. There may have been some drinking. It's fine. I'll revisit it, you guys, later when I'm more together. But that's my. I would love to hear feedback and uh, just like I don't know what you guys think about my dark eve theory. I really feel like theory. this is the time for dark eve being at the at the bottom at rock bottom, which is where Villanelle was at the beginning of season two and. Eve is here at the beginning of season three. I just feel like we're going to get, we're going to get a motherfucking evolution of character that will secure Sandra O oh, her third Emmy nomination because whatever they have Eve up to in order to get her to this place and then of conflict again with her and Villanelle, whatever that scene is gonna encompass, whatever feelings, you guys, it is going to be incredible. I just know it, I just know it. And maybe, maybe I'm applying the clown makeup, but you know what? It's fine. I thought that for Watchmen. Look how right I was. Well, okay. So no then clown makeup. Right? So who's right? right? Say, who's wearing the clown makeup? Gay Nostradamus. Claiming it like mm -hmm. Terrence. Oh, here's a good question for you. Since Villanelle is holding a gun on Carolyn, would you guess that she is under orders or she is desperate? How about you lock that in? Meaning someone has sent her there or she is desperate for something, some information where Eve is, whatever. No, I'm going to say, oof. And there'll be more on my poll. You'll, well, some will see, depending. What Listeners we'll listening right now, you got to give an answer. You're, I can't believe you. I said, what do you think about this? And you're like, well, some will see on my poll in a week. Some will. But, you but know, the majority, considering I've, how many people interact with your polls, it won't even be 10% of the listeners. So you shame. need to stop. And, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. People participate in Terrence's polls. So how do I feel? So I can't shade him like that. But um, so how do I feel? Yeah, how do you feel? I feel like Carolyn wasn't ready for that meetup to happen when it did. So it was more like she knew she was coming. Oh, I agree with that. And that it just wasn't the, it wasn't a opportunity. It wasn't the op, it wasn't the right time for the meet to happen. But the crumbs were already laid out and she was expecting her to come and interact with her. But she, she was there for some very valuable information. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. wasn't because an agency or a person told her to come and do a thing. It was, you know, she got news or got word that something was going down and she mm -hmm. wanted to either reverse it, stop it or uh, volunteer as tribute. One of those three. <laughs> and if as I had tribute, to pick of the three, I think I'll she's say, only volunteering as tribute for Eve. Like I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> And Eve is like, I feel like that has a different meaning than what I think it means. And then I was like, always. <laughs> no, but continue, continue. I mean, remember how they enlisted her the first time they saw a dark web hit for that particular agent. And so it could be now an MI6 mean for Eve? hit right, okay. for a particular agent. Oh, before oh. you go and ask any other agency to go and look for this asset that you've lost. Yeah. You're going to, I deserve the right to find her. 
mm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just more or less probably the way they were looking to fish her out. Even though I do like the, let's have the fake funeral for Eve to make Villanelle pop up out of hiding. I do like Villanelle coming to say, but, <sighs> and no one kills my girlfriend but me. I'd rather that. Not before a smash, but that's, well, well, that's, yeah. that's my clown makeup yeah. coming back on. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. I'm leaning more towards the thought to lock in that it's a desperate act only because of the bruise on her eye. I am going to guess at this time that whatever sends her there to Carolyn is something that she wasn't planning on doing, but it's in a direct response to something that happens to her. And so who knows where that is coming from? I'm of two thoughts where like, since Villanelle is trying to ride off into the sunset, like and lie to herself about being over Eve, which she totally isn't. I mean, cowboy hat girl in Italy, once again, explain <laughs> cowboy hats in Italy. Right. Explain it, girl. Your fashion sense was a hot mess. If she was buying cowboy clothes in Rome, in motherfucking Milan, like <laughs> one of the capitals of fashion, she bought a cowboy hat. That means that our baby Villanelle is, she's, she's not, she's not in the way that she's supposed to be at all. Wait, what was I just saying before I led into this? I forgot my point. Uh, that, hang on, that, oh, uh, I think it was about her motivations for, for stopping Eve, for stopping Carol. Oh, right. So that I think it's a desperate move that something has happened. Um, maybe she's lost something. Maybe it's Eve <laughs> that she lost, but that yeah. she needs to get it back or she needs access to something to make something. And so she's making this wild move of going after Carolyn because Carolyn's a is a big get. And I don't think for a second she would want to kill Carolyn or want that smoke, but we know Carolyn is a treasure trove of information. And more than likely, whatever question Villanelle would have, Carolyn could probably answer it realistically and be like this person, that person, this information, yep. that location, that address. So that's very interesting indeed. But as we said, she'll squirrel her way out of this situation because with the types and degree of the tier of information that Carolyn has. It is information that is not considered constant truth. So it can be the truth in the moment, but with a short phone call, assets can be relocated. Uh, things can be rearranged. Passwords can be reset, re-encrypted. So, I mean, unless you're acting quickly on what you're given, you're you're not going to go and find what you're looking for. Right, right, right. Okay, small random prediction. Do we think Eve will sleep with another person in season three that is not Villanelle? And if we do think she will sleep with another person, will that person be a man or a woman? Will she take the tour? I want her to... <laughs> I want the her... Tour of what? You know what? I'm just... I'm just going to read into that. Right. I'm just going to read into that the way I choose. Right. The tour. Yes, she will. I'm sorry, but I'm answering the question. I want her to self-explore before she goes outward to anyone else. What do you mean? I want her to self-explore before she goes out to anyone else. I don't think Eve is that type of... Look at how she hopped on knobs every time she was horny. I don't know if she knows how. Someone should send Eve a book. How to Toucheth Thyselleth by Sappho. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But... I don't what see and they can't even show us that on the show so we have to ixnay the self-exploration really think we're gonna get a uh one-on-one session no. with Eve she'll be in the bathtub she'll be playing with her wow. scar wow she's gonna be in, in the bathtub. tub in she the tub just like right. oh my god and then she's gonna be playing with something else bitch <laughs> just it's just what's gonna happen and a great okay, song will be playing <laughs> okay <laughs> 
I will actually concede that more than likely that is a plausible scenario. It may not be a scenario that we see on screen, but I do believe that any time that she's thinking about Villanelle, she's turned on. So if she's in the tub and there runneth water, then yes, sir, two plus two equals four. Why not? <laughs> there goes my train of thought. I got distracted thinking about that. So that was, was that was that your answer full stop that she will just. Oh, yes. Yeah. It'll be in the top. Go on the Sappho be... world, right. world tour. Yes, she will. So no no dicks. So you're, are you locking in that Eve will not hop on a knob this season? We yeah, can only th- hope. I think that all the dicks have left the dance floor for Eve Pulaski. <laughs> Too many dicks. Please, Lord, please let all the dicks leave the dance floor for this season. Why it intrigues me to have Eve sleep with a woman this season or this coming season that isn't Villanelle is, of course, again, for the jealousy aspect. Just jealousy. While it's true, Villanelle had every reason to be jealous, and I was mad that she was jealous, as we all were, because we did have that moratorium where Villanelle was role-playing with tourist milfs that she found, and then she was, like, sort of abstinent for a section because she was thoroughly um, invested and obsessed with Eve that she was like, well, I can just incur a cross, or for those not watching Gentleman Jack masturbate and just be over here just getting just like being satisfied with my thoughts and my extremities and we were happy to see eve jealous because villanelle was suffering from i hope you like missionary and um guys i hate to bring you back to that dark dark space hashtag eve on her knees for villanelle 2k20 but we went there we all went there villanelle went there in the rain and uh, then we confirmed later on that she stood out there Mm -hmm. for a really long time until she had to squint and see what was happening in that bedroom. And she watched the entire time with her pervy self. So it was appropriate that not too long after that, that Villanelle was like, I can't deal with this anymore. Being by myself is no longer satisfying me. And because I have so much thirst, so much thirst for Eve, I need two bitches. Because that's how I, that's how I see it, yep. is that she was so worked up after Aaron Peel was being so annoying. And she was so just like, I have been obsessed with this bitch and now we are in the same zip code and I'm still, I'm still not getting what I want. That um, here's two. Right. Blonde brunette, so you two come over here. no matter how far. That's right. Right, right. So that's what she needed to say to herself and like, just like get through the day that if we have an Eve that is separated from Villanelle and she is in this process, this thought process that we are hoping for, which is initially maybe it's a bit of denial, but as I, as I'm hoping that either through Carolyn or Nico, they tell her the truth where she's like, this isn't my fault. This is Villanelle's fault. And they're like, bitch, this is your fault. At every step of the way, you had choices. At every step of the way, you could have went over here, not there. And Gemma would still be alive. Nico might still be alive if he's dead. All these other things, you'd still have a job. Bill could still be alive. But what happened was you never stopped. So this isn't Villanelle's fault. This is your fault. And this is what you wanted. So if we have Eve that is to a place, perhaps by episode two or three, Definitely, I would say by episode two, hopefully, where she's come to this acceptance of, oh, shit, this is my fault. And and she's walking the path of this is what I wanted, actually, like Villanelle said, that is it a stretch to think that Eve could similarly be someplace because she don't got no job. She don't got no man. She had no friends. So she could just be out in the club, bar, wherever, in Koreantown, wherever she is. And she sees a girl that reminds her of Villanelle, just like Villanelle saw a girl that reminded her of Eve. And she tried to make up to that bitch. But what happened? What happened? She was fucked up looking. And that girl was like, no, ho, I I don't go home with fucked up bitches. That's not what I do. And broke Villanelle's heart. But what if on this other, on the flip side, on the flip side, we get Eve... Seeing a girl that reminds her of Villanelle and taking that bitch home or that bitch taking her home. What do you think about that? Would you be, would that please you? Would that upset you 
as a Villeneuve fan. And as an Eve Palastri fan. Terrence Palastri. Uh, she's not going to keep his secrets. So I'd pray for the safety of anyone who are to try to take Eve Palastri home or to okay. follow Eve Palastri home. Because something tells me that danger would follow But what if this is something after? that happens outside of Villanelle's purview? Like, she's not, like, like because theoretically, when we get back to the show, they will be in two opposite spaces. And from what we know of what they were, at least we think they were shooting soon, that for some time, Villanelle's in Barcelona and Eve is in London. And they're not in the same if country. If Eve is not seen as a person of interest by any third party looking to get intel on what she's recently been doing, aside from a Villanelle, <laughs> then her picking up a little femme something and having some fun having a girl's time because just think about think about eve on the dofuls like she's a drunkard she's smoking all the time she's depressed and that kind of shit is sometimes hot to some random ass person especially when you got zero fucks and that's what i mean zero fucks eve making those bedroom eyes of somebody who won't pick up eve who wouldn't pick her up? Like, that's why Villanelle's obsessed because she's got a great head of hair. She's really good looking. So if somebody is looking like they're down for whatever in the club and you catch the eyes and you're like, oh, okay, oh, ooh, looks like I could have a little fun over there. I really think that Eve would go home with a bitch. And are we, is that what we want? Do we want Eve to have a sapphic experience prior to Villanelle? Or do we not? Do we want Villanelle to be her only and primary sapphic experience? I'm not going to deny her her first time. I'm saying, what do you who- want? It's I'm saying, what with. do you prefer? Whichever one I get faster is the one wow! I want. Wow! Whichever one I get Look faster is the one I want. Look how cheap and easy Terrence is, you guys. I am. <laughs> I am. You're like, whatever I get first, whatever sapphic scene I get first. I I mean, I actually think because Eve is a grown-ass woman, I'm kind of leaning towards this, like what we just suggested, that she could have a sapphic situation first. Whether or not they go all the way to Italy or just make out oral sex. I don't. I just feel like like Eve broaching that or going past it, like in the same way she used Hugo, you know, as proxy. She used fucking Nico as proxy for her BDSM things, which I feel like she wants to continue to explore, but with Villanelle. Because I mean, remember that question? Do you want yes. me to scare you or do you want me to love you, Eve? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, okay, that's a. But I think that I don't know have more to do with do you want me to scare you? Yeah, she's like, bitch, I don't know, not you, Villanelle. Right, right, right. But then that's why it was Eve telling on herself a little bit when she was in the ruins and she was like, you, this is what you want. You want me to be scared. And it's like, okay, but that's the opposite of everything that Villanelle did. I think you kind of have the scare kink <laughs> that's inside of you. You're like, scare me, scare me. <laughs> like, that's that's all Eve, for sure, for sure, for sure. And now she's trying to kink shame herself via proxy and yelling at Villanelle. Girl! I agree, and she needs to just... I that's a lot know. of hoops, Eve. That's a lot of hoops to jump She through. needs to open the door and just look at that skeleton that she has in that closet. Right. Just look at, look at it. Look, look at the skeleton and ride. Just ride. Just let it all ride. Like the <laughs> dice when you're in Vegas. Just let it ride! I'm all in. All my chips are in on the table and it's fine. Well, yes. So um, (laughs) those are the basic tenets of what I want. And when I was going through like my Tumblr spree, it was like all the many gifts that reminded me of all the incredible moments, micro moments and such between 
our two favorite uh, murderous ladies. And I was like, no, this is what I want. Because I was initially reblogging, like, yeah, just happy to have Killing Eve season three, have it back. Yeah, like maybe, like we could just get some Villain Eve stuff, but no big deal. And then as it went on, I was like, no, we definitely need a kiss because what was I thinking? And then by the time I was done reblogging, I was like, oh, we need them to have sex. I've completely gone in the other direction where I'm like, no, this is what we need. Because I re-examined the gifts and I'm like, this, they did this. This is their fault. Had they not given us the content, had they not given us the stuff to say these bitches need to smash, I then agree. I wouldn't be so obsessed with seeing them smash. Okay? This is the season where Phoebe? they smash. Phoebe, Emerald, blame yourselves. This is the season where they Give smash. the people what they want. I'm back on there with you because I... Wait, I feel like you were once talking negatively about them smashing, but now you're on the... the this is the season this they will smash, the so you're on, the, you're on the page. You're, and, in the clown, the, you're in the clown car. Join the clown car! This is where we the are. clown car. Season two, I knew we, they, I wasn't going to get a smash, but season three, they, I, this is my season. This is this my. Is this is our season. Yeah, this, this has got to be the season. Tis the season to be smashing. Let us rejoice in advance. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Hey, guys, it's me back again with some end of part three banter. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. It's a little bit shorter than our usual segments, but the next one gets pretty fucking lively thanks to an article we found. So please prepare thyselves as it's coming up right now. <laughs> 